Good morning. Welcome to Subject ACT. This is executive producer Becca Posterino and welcome to the special program on United Nations International Women's Day. We've got a very exciting program today. Of course, this is our first live broadcast or our live programming, so very excited about that for our Subject ACT team. And today we've got some very special guests, but first I'll introduce my co-presenters, Lucy Bladen and Real Beast. Welcome, Lucy. Hi. Thanks for being a co-presenter today. And um, you've got an interview with our uh, co-manager, Sophie Veras. Yes. Is that right? I do. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. She's a, she's a great lady. She's um, nominated for ACT Young Women of the Year. So yes. it'll be interesting. Fantastic. And I'm speaking to Penny Lemus, who is a social activist. Uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, Becca. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And happy International Women's Day to all women. And to you too. And I'm just wearing one of your very special owls, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, but thank you so much for coming in early. My, pl- my really pleasure. Really <laughs> thank you for the coffee. Oh, you are so <laughs> welcome. And also, welcome to Real Beast, another co-presenter on Subject ACT. Hi, Becca. Well, let's let's just briefly and really nice for you to come in too, Real. I understand you work full time and you've taken the morning off to um, grace us with your live for International Women's Day. For International <laughs> Women's Day, yes. So let's just draw it back to International Women's Day. It is a celebration of women, and we do have to um, celebrate some of our advances as women. But we're also celebrating where, or also looking forward to um, some things and some gaps. Um, it's some gaps, I guess, for women. Um, I'm just going to quote Ban Ki-moon, who was, uh, is the UN Secretary-General, and I guess this is his vision of where he sees women. Let us devote solid funding, courageous advocacy and unben- unbending political will to achieving gender equality around the world. There is no greater investment in our common future. I think that's a good synopsis and a good vision for where we want to be. It is about equality in... Um, education. It is about equality in the workplace, in our homes, and drawing some of those gaps so that we can feel that sense of equity in every mm-hmm. single mm-hmm. way. What, mm-hmm. what would you say to that? Ab- absolutely, wholeheartedly agree. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's rather sad, like the inequalities that women have to face around the world, and mm. they face it at every element of their lives, from when they are merely conceived in some yes. countries, and you know. They, um, parents choose to abort them purely because they're mm-hmm. females, and then up until they get older and mm. they have less superannuation than men and stuff. It's it's not very good. Absolutely, and we'll be talking about that with Penny. And let's, I guess, go to our first guest, who's waiting patiently on the phone. And Real Beast is going to be talking to a very prominent Australian artist, Ex Demedici. We're very excited to have her on the line. Welcome to the program, Ex. Oh, thank you. It's uh, great to be on, and Two Double X is following a very long tradition of International Women's Day programming. And um, congratulations. Well, thanks so much for joining us, X. This is a bit of a landmark program for us, and I'm going to put you across to our arts program, A Real Beast. Thank you. Hi, hi, Exeter Dimitri. How are you? Very good, thank you. And good morning. A happy IWD to you. <laughs> so what does International Women's Day find you doing today? I'm working. <laughs> um, I'm working on um, 
a very large piece, which is heading off to Queensland at the beginning of May. So um, that's my day, as it always is. <laughs> Good to hear that you're hard at work. Uh, so when you think of International Women's Day, what do you think about? Look, um, firstly, when um, Becca invited me onto the program today, it reminded me of, you know, when I was in my 20s and I'd just come back from two years in Queensland um, and Chernobyl X was absolutely kicking ass radio stations. <laughs> um, Maeve Wingate and um, Lizzie O'Brien were then the managers of the station and they did an unbelievably brilliant job to, you know, introduce to Canberra, and this was in the early 80s, um, a really quite radical and proactive feminism into this city through the radio station. It was utterly brilliant. <laughs> and um, do you have a favourite way that you celebrate International Women's Day? Um, sit in my skin because I'm a woman and I'm damn fine and happy <laughs> about being that um, every day of the year. Uh, so IWD, you know, again, when I was a lot younger... Um, there were quite often quite a lot of uh, programs and uh, gigs and um, parties at swimming pools and such with bands, women's bands, to celebrate the day. Um, I celebrate the day every single year. Sound, so, uh, sounds great. And um, do you have some favourite women artists that you'd like to give a shout-out to on International Women's Day? Absolutely. Um, uh, one of my very early teachers at the Canberra School of Art, before it was um, ANU, it was actually an independent school. Um, one of my teachers, Janine Eaton, who remains one of my absolutely top-flight artists uh, uh, who I admire, and his work is utterly brilliant. Um, there are so many women working, and um, unfortunately, I think in a way... Uh, there was a, you know, a, a lot of energy put into women artists over the last 30 years. There's been a slight decline again where um, the boys have uh, taken their seminal precedence again. But I have to congratulate the National Gallery on one level is um, in their rehang, um, contemporary galleries are 100% women, Australian women artists, which is... Um, first. I did make a suggestion that um, the entire gallery should be hung with women's work, for, you know, um, just to actually provide some kind of mirror as to why there are so few of us hanging in national museums. Um, but NGA have done quite a good job in bringing some excellent women artists to the fore. I think for their new hang. that's a really good issue because it's often estimated that there's only around 5% of work featured in major permanent collections worldwide that's by women. That's right. And, you know, this has been a very long haul for women and, uh, women and artists um, uh, for 35, 40 years now. You know, since the Guerrilla Girls began in New York, um, to bring a very strong uh, presence to why we are not hung and why we, we are not purchased. So do you think you'll be donning a gorilla mask yourself to um, <laughs> keep that gorilla girls movement going? 
My darling, um, we, we all wear gorilla masks. They may not be visible, but they're on. <laughs> Maybe we should all wear a gorilla mask for International Women's Day. <laughs> yes, very good idea. I mean, I think there's a lot of rhetoric uh, surrounding um, uh, equal opportunity. You know, um, if I can remember, I'm a Canberra person. You know, I grew up here. My My father was a public servant and I can actually recall when I was a kid when uh, equal opportunity uh, policy entered Australian public service which was you know god like 1972 or something Mm -hmm. and we're still at a point where we lag behind in pay and superannuation absolutely x just can if i can just ask you to to just give us a brief um inspirational i guess vision that you have for women now and into the future, just to, to I, I guess, round off um, this discussion, what, what do you think is the most pressing and important issues uh, for women? Uh, look, I think the most pressing issue, well, if I could say one thing, is do not be afraid. Uh, I think that um, the, the dominance of the... Of the masculist discussion is still so powerful um, that I think you know it's it's a it's still to a degree it's a step into the wilderness um, I must say though that I've encountered some really fabulous young women who are very very determined and unafraid um, to step forward and I think that um, you know this is a, a brilliant, if you were to say, the fourth or fifth wave of feminism. Uh, these young women are a credit to the movement. Thank you so much, X. It's been an absolute honour to have you onto the program, and your you are um, your art is exhibited in the NGA. Is do you have any upcoming um, exhibitions that you'd like to to I guess plug right now? Um, look, I've I've got work going to Queensland to uh, Rockhampton Regional. Um, I've got work up in the National Gallery at present. Uh, you know, um, it's uh, you know I tend to have one year as commercial year and one year as a museum year. So I'm in a museum year this year. Um, all I can say is um, everybody go out, support our women. We you know we have brilliant women artists in this country um, who engage in the most fantastic debates and who are most competent. Uh, I have every faith that um, uh, we will continue to, you know, be able to be represented, have a voice and um, continue to, you know, project ourselves into our communities uh, without fail. Let's I have great faith. <laughs> Let's certainly hope so. Thanks very much, X Dimitri. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks so much, X. Enjoy your day. Well, that was Ex Medici, prominent Australian artist, bringing not just beautiful works of art, but thought-provoking and confronting, and also some interesting insights in what it is to be a woman, having travelled through a few decades as an artist. Really good perspective. So we're, we're now going to change to a slightly different tact. We're moving into the discussion of social activism and we have Penny Lemus in the studio and she has a wonderful story to tell I believe. 
from where she began her journey as activist to where she is now. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Becca. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for coming in. It's great to um, have some eye contact with one of our guests as well. Thank you. (laughs) Nice to have the face-to-face to to see what's actually happening. Absolutely. Look, our time is limited. We've got a Mm -hmm. 30-minute program, so I'm sorry that we can't speak to you at length, but I really want to just draw out of you some of, I guess, the the essence of what it is to be a a woman and perhaps an older woman. I don't perceive you as older, but you you work in that space and social activism is where you come from. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit briefly about your journey from sure. 1993, I guess? I'm thinking of that yep. Mount Ainsley. Oh, my unfortunate circumstance. Yes. So it's what I call an unfortunate circumstance. Others would call it um, a significant accident or a life-changing, which it was, devastating event. It was actually an unfortunate circumstance. I had a very small fall on Mount Ainsley. Following that, I had five spinal fusions, um, and my right leg is neurologically impaired. So I'm actually clinically an incomplete paraplegic, but I prefer to be called just Penny because (laughs) a disability does not define who people are. And what happens to you may help shape you, but you choose what that shape's going to be. So in 2000, it was suggested I get into a wheelchair, which I kindly declined the offer. Um, So I came home from that meeting with the medical, put bags of rice on my ankles and tried to lift my legs off the bed, used tins of baked beans from the pantry and pumped my arms. The benefits of being a woman are that we will think very abstractly (laughs) and we are resilient because look at what we've had to put up with and tolerate. Um, I went from there to thinking I'd like to do Mount Kosciuszko. (laughs) I found there was Mount Krakenback next to it and thought, well, if you're going to do one mountain, might as well do (laughs) two. Why not? Um, So in 2005, my team, because I'm a very big believer in that nothing is achieved individually, we all do it together, uh, gave both mountains a shot. We went round Krakenback up up onto Kosciuszko, got to about 4Ks from the summit of Kosy and had to turn around and come back down. That in itself is a story. So the next year, as we turned around, I planned how to do it the next year. The next year we all did it and got to the summit Um, someone at the gym who just happened to be of a male persuasion said to me, what a shame, Penny, you'd make a great personal trainer, but you can't. I love you can't. The can't word. I so love that. C-A-N-T. So I qualified that year and then I set up a program for disadvantaged and disengaged youth and older adults, which I ran for the next three and a half years. Mm -hmm. Then I came back to, I had a relationship breakdown. I think Mm -hmm. here is where it starts to build the story of my mountain, because we all have a mountain. (laughs) Um, So I had an inequitable settlement. So I have a disability. I'm not disabled, Mm. just want to point that out. Um, So that limited me. So the work I did, I did as what's called a volunteer. I don't don't go with that term volunteer. I prefer to call it living life. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get any pay for that in combination with having raised young children, worked on low wages in the, until I got my job in the public service later in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, in my 30s. Um, so low wages, no superannuation. Mm. Then a disability, uh, inequitable settlement, which med- led me then to the point of where do I live? What about housing? Mm. So Compounding obstacles. It is. And for a lot of women in this, this cohort, women aged 45 and over, this is becoming a significant issue. Government and community really need to stand up and recognise that we have a crisis in this country. If this was a road toll, 
there would be a public outcry. Mm. Um, a lot of these women are hidden and remain underrepresented. So I moved back to Canberra because I was born in Canberra, mm -hmm. moved to Victoria, lived on a cattle farm for 10 years and then in the city of Ballarat for mm -hmm. five years. Came back to Canberra in the hopes of better opportunity for housing and perhaps part-time employment. Came back here and found that that would not be the case, that there is insufficient public social housing. The rent was prohibitive. So from then until now, I had actually moved from friend's place to friend's place which is a common story for women like myself. Mm -hmm. So then I was asked to take part in some media around what I call OWLs, Old Women Lost in mm -hmm. Housing. So ABS stats had identified in 2011 that there's 680,000 women single aged over the age of 45 who are or who are at risk of homelessness. Mm -hmm. So in my fashion, I thought, well, you can sit back and you can whinge about this or you can get up and do something about mm. it. So I do love the get up and do something about it. So why is advocacy so important to you? You've just explained it, but why advocacy? Why not some other form? Uh, because it's what I love to do. And I, I think if there's something that you love that empowers yourself and in empowering yourself, you will empower mm. others. Um, I've as I said before, I'm a very big believer in no one person does it on their own. Mm. I love working with people. Collaboration. I do. Mm. And I love that whole thing of if something's broken, fix it. Mm. And I very much like the idea of here's the problem. What's the cause? Let's look at the solution. Let's not focus on here's a problem, here's a problem, mm. here's a problem. And not let's put a Band-Aid on it. Yes, we need more public housing. Yes, we need more social housing. Yes, those need, things needs to be addressed, but what about the inequities? Mm -hmm. What about all those things that lie underneath the surface? And as the last guest was saying, there's been a lot of talk. Mm -hmm. Well, we've had enough talk. Let's have, and I am a woman of action. Mm -hmm. um, in Ballarat, I had some nicknames. Not too sure how some of them um, really resonated with me, like Million Dollar Baby. And I thought that was because of all the expensive metal in my spine. <laughs> apparently, apparently it's because I take people out in one hit, not physically, but I don't mess around. Metaphorically. Finally, Penny, and I'm sorry we have to keep this brief. That's okay. I would love to talk to you at length for another program, but what is the most important thing you have learnt as a woman enduring adversity? We are resilient. And we have the power within ourselves and that whatever happens to us happens to us, but we can use it for a real purpose and that purpose can be to empower others. What a wonderful testament and legacy. And we would love to speak to you again. Thank you so much for coming into the studio, Penny. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And have a wonderful, I liked how X said IUD. Yeah, I like <laughs> <laughs> She's a clever cool. lady. That was very cool. Acronym. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Oh, what will you do when we go? Sorry, I didn't mention your owl. What will you do in this place, this place, this, this place, and this place? Oh, do you think that we are born?
song disgrace and that was local canberra outfit glitterous that's right glitterous and i am on the phone um talking to kevin who is one of the band members uh hello kevin are you there (laughs) kevin is here (laughs) i will go by your 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 preferred name kevin Thanks, Becca. The full name is actually Kevin 007. <laughs> I, like to, I like to keep it edgy. Keep it edgy, Alice. Uh, what was that song about and what inspired you to create such a powerhouse rock outfit called Glitterous? Sure. Um, well, different members of the band feel differently about this, actually. Um, uh, Tony, the drummer um, who actually wrote most of that song, she kind of felt tired of being you know the only woman on stage um in bands a lot of the time or some of us you know were asked if we were the girlfriends of band members um so yeah we wanted to get together and celebrate the feminine cover ourselves in glitter and yell a lot (laughs) and you know represent all those marginalized individuals um and yeah that song is, is yeah a celebration of of the feminine and, you know, do you think we're a disgrace or is this okay for us to parade around, you know, like any other man might yeah. um, do? Because, you know, women in punk rock are kind of underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for me, myself, I, I, I grew up um, not really feeling like my gender mattered or <laughs> made a difference. <laughs> you know, I was surrounded by guys my whole life. and um, So, yeah, there's a few different sides, I guess. And, uh, Kevin, you've got a gig coming up soon. Did you want to just tell us briefly about that before we say goodbye and go to our next guest? Yes. Um, so, Glitterers are playing at the famous Spiegel Tent this Friday the 11th at 10.30pm. Um, it's going to be a great show and tickets are available through the Canberra Theatre website. You just go through to the um, famous Spiegel Tent um, link. Thanks for joining yeah. us today, Kevin, and good luck with the show on Friday night. Glitter up Thank for us. Thank you so much, Rebecca. <laughs> thanks, Have a great day. thanks for joining us. Okay. Have a great Bye. day. Happy Bye. International Women's Day too. Yes, you too. <laughs> okay. Thanks Bye. for joining us. That was Kevin 007 of um, Glitterous local band, and they're at the Spiegel Tent this Friday, ten thirty p.m. Tickets online. Next up, we have Lucy Bladen interviewing our very own Sophie Varas, who is the nominee for Young. ACT Woman of the Year. Welcome again, Sophie, and welcome again, Lucy. Hello. I know it's a bit of the Sophie show this, <laughs> yeah. this morning on 2XFM, but... Yeah, no, thank you for joining me after your presenting the morning show. That's really nice of you. And congratulations on your nomination. 
Thank you. It's just kind of settling in today. (laughs) (laughs) What does the nomination mean to you? It means so much to me because um, not only am I an outspoken feminist and I'm so pro-women, but I'm I'm a product of Canberra. I was born here. I went to school here. Um, evidently, I'm still here. <laughs> um, and I think that maybe it's the geographical kind of um, patriotic thing that means a bit more to me. I think I like just the title ACT. ACT. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the work you have done to help women in the media. Well, it's kind of funny because when um, the chair of the board, Adrian, nominated me, or we worked on it together, obviously, because it was a conversation, you know, I kind of didn't really feel like I was that significant. I just felt like I was just doing my job, which is just kind of running the operations of this community broadcaster. But then, you know, you look into community radio and the message is that, you know, we're really trying to get um, a, a solid representation of what our community actually is, which is... Um, you know, it is women. It is women of colour. It's 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 people who are non English speakers. It's it's just such a diverse range of of people. So, I guess my mission really was to focus on that aim of community radio, and then just to get. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And then I and then I just started sort of looking into it. Um, I'm, I'm so pro women and I feel like women are just underrepresented in all areas of the media. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, make it kind of, you know, my business <laughs> to ensure that we have, you know, a substantial amount of women on air, um, making sure that we have programs which discuss the needs and um, the experiences of women. Nice. So your um, work allows you to connect with people from a range of backgrounds. How does it feel to know that you may have helped someone whose voice otherwise may have not been heard? Well, I think that's just the thing. Like, it's such a great feeling and that's why I kind of, when I was nominated for this ACT Young Woman of the Year, I was like, you know, I can't be that special. But then, um, but then, you know, when uh, when I got it, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a nice feeling because... Yeah. Um, because women, we're just underrepresented, really. So I'm so sorry. We have just come to the end of our program. We could talk to you for, you know, another 30 minutes, I'm sure. But thank you so much. Congratulations on your nomination. And I know the awards are tonight and I just need to plug that and all the best. I hope uh, whatever happens, you're an inspiration to a lot of um, Canberra ACT women. Good luck, Sophie. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Penny. Thanks, Lucy, Thank for, for coming along and taking your morning off. I'm I'm grateful to our wonderful team of Subject ACT and thanks, Penny. Absolutely. And thank you to the quiet achiever in the corner here, Dave Howe. He is a dear friend and uh, couldn't do it without him. It is collaboration and he he isn't a lady. That's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. And we love him anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much and uh, enjoy a day. Happy International Women's Day.